Hello and welcome to John's Author Diary for the weekend in August the 2nd, 2020. I have had a busy week. The moon is finished, it's in the bag. It's sent now for the final proofread, final edit. So I'm glad to see that done. Just because of the way things have worked out with the bathroom and stuff like that, it feels like I've been working on that book for ages. Now I mentioned a while ago that I was going to change the way I was tracking projects. So this has been an interesting experiment. I think I started off, I decided to try doing it without a plan. That didn't work, so went back and outlined. But I did try the method of cycling. So what this means is instead of just writing my first draft, writing a second draft, writing a third draft, I've basically been going over it as I'm writing it, getting the scene up to a high standard before moving on to the next one. I think it's quicker. So when I'm looking at my spreadsheet, it's taken me 17 days to get this done. So this is half days because I'm working in the mornings. It's taken me about six weeks, really, to do it, but 17 actual writing days. Now, come September, when my son's back at school, I'll have more time. The school day will be shorter than it was before, just because of the staggered start times and end times and things like that. But I will have more time, which means I should be able to up my total words per day. So looking back over one of the projects, it seems that it was taking me about four weeks to get an episode of The Ravenglass Chronicle done. And this was when I was doing the writing full time. So this has shaved three days off the total and I've been working half days. So come September, I don't know whether that will double, but I think I know what a comfortable level where I can sustain the productivity of finished words per day will be. So that's really exciting for me. So even though overall it's taken longer, I think it was worth the experimentation, worth the tinkering around with my style, with my way of working, just to optimise my process. Our bathroom is done. The builder was here until Wednesday. We've got a new bathroom. He had to completely gut it. He had to go back to the bricks, build it all from scratch. So it's a new bathroom. It looks great. I'm really pleased with it. It feels like a completely new house because we've had the bathroom replaced and because we live in a bungalow, we had the doors replaced as well. So we've got the doors in the hall. So that's all the main doors. And we've even got glazing put in for the doors for the kitchen and the sitting room. So that now makes it feel a lot lighter, makes it feel more airy, just a bit more welcoming when you go in. It feels great to finally be able to relax again in my own home and not have to think about buying door handles and hinges and stuff like that. So really pleased it's done. It took a while, but it's worth it. It's also meant I've been able to read a few books this week. So I read one called Restoration London which was a little bit like the book I read a few weeks ago, which was The Time Traveller's Guide to Restoration Britain. There were quite a few details in there that I hadn't heard before, so that was cool, mainly about clothes and personal hygiene and things like that. I also read a book called Scam Me If You Can. Now, I found this book quite disappointing, to be honest. I saw that it was by the same guy who wrote Catch Me If You Can, and so I thought it would be a bit like the film, you know, a kind of adventure, maybe about fighting scam artists or something like that but it was literally a list of the types of scams you can expect and how to identify them which is fine but most of the scams aren't applicable to the UK so there was a lot of stuff about IRS scams and Medicare scams and things like that which you know we just don't have that over here can't do that stuff it was very dry lacked anything in the way of story which is a shame I thought given that the guy's previous book had been turned into quite a big film, that maybe this would have some similarities. I'm also about two-thirds of the way through a book called The Lost Worlds of America, 
which is about archaeological evidence for things like the Romans and the Chinese and Middle Eastern people arriving in America somewhere in the region of two to 3,000 years ago. And so that's quite an interesting book. At points, it does remind me of the kind of pop history, pseudo-history stuff where it talks about Atlantis and lost magical technologies and things like that. So it's a bit out there at points, but I think there are some things which are based on solid research. So it's almost like if you imagine a book where the archaeological evidence is talked about in context and then it's speculated on, and it's the speculations that are a bit of a head-scratcher, let's say. But it's fun. It's story fuel. Like all this stuff, I've mentioned it before. I don't actually care whether it's true or not. I like the way that it can spark things in my imagination, the way it can help me tell better stories. Because that's what this is all about for me. This is why I read so much. I want to be able to tell the best story that I can and fire my imagination in different directions. And finally, I read a book called The Power of Habit. So this is a self-development book about habits and triggers and cravings. And I found it quite an impactful read. I think there's a lot we can do to almost hack our behaviours by knowing how habits are formed and recognising how we can change them and disrupt them and things like that. So it's an interesting read. I read a book probably earlier this year, I think it was, called Atomic Habits. So there's a lot of stuff that echoes that. And I feel like I've got into a very good habit with my writing. I get the cravings to write because I get that reward of knowing that I've done something, knowing that I've added something. or I don't know what it is, but it definitely falls into that structure. Also made what I would describe as a major purchase. So I bought a new laptop computer. So the computer that I used to write is still the same computer. It's about 10 years old. It's not on the internet. It's got Windows 7. It's got Word. And it's got Dragon. And that's all I need. The computer that I've been using for internet is a laptop that I got in 2012. And it did that thing where it automatically updated to Windows 10 many years ago. And ever since then, it has been the most sluggish thing you can imagine. I think it was slow when I got it, and now it crashes at least once a day. It takes about 20 minutes to even get onto Windows, and then when it does, sometimes it will just freeze, and that's if it doesn't go to the blue screen. So it's just impossible to work with. I'm usually a bit of a cheapskate when it comes to things like this, but this one, I've bought me a laptop. It's very good, very powerful. I'm hoping it will last me at least five, ten years. One thing I did realise about new laptops is I don't seem to have DVD drives. So I've got a few bits of software that I've got licences for that I can't use. For example, I've got Adobe Audition and Photoshop. And so I thought that I could go onto Adobe's site and just download the software and install it straight away. And their message was, this software's really old, you'll have to buy the new one. That's annoying. What I've done is I've ordered a cheap DVD drive off eBay. And then I'm hoping... Fingers crossed that I can just install the software from the discs, reactivate the licenses, and it'll be all good. That's the hope, at least. <laughs> don't know whether it'll work, and I don't know if there's any way that I can just transfer the software and the license from my other laptop, but we shall see. On Thursday this week, I did another meeting with the Morecambe and Lancaster Speakers Club. I did a speech this time, and because I wanted to get it right and do it about something that I know about... I did a speech about story structure and The Wizard of Oz. So I spoke about that and discussed how that falls into quite a formulaic story structure. And then for the other improvised things, I had to talk about the importance of world travel, how it opens the mind, and for an exercise as well, I had to discuss who I'd rather be, Isaac Newton or Albert Einstein. I went for Albert Einstein, and this 
was because of some research that I did when I was doing my PhD over a decade ago now. And I was researching an artist called Jacob Epstein, so he was who my PhD was about. And Epstein did a bust of Albert Einstein when he was fleeing the Nazis. So when he fleed the Nazis, he came to the UK and hid in Lowestoft in Norfolk, and he hid in a shed. And so Jacob Epstein went to visit him. He made the sculpture out of clay and then got it cast in bronze. And I just love the description that Epstein gave in his autobiography about it, where he talks about Einstein sitting in this shed, smoking cigarettes. There were two very attractive women standing guard with shotguns. And if you've ever seen that sculpture, it's probably one of Epstein's best. And it was really good afterwards to get some feedback and an evaluation about the speeches that I'd given. I think the main thing that came across was they're impressed that I had lived and all that and they enjoyed the subject matter, but I think I need to slow down. They said to me that I need to give the audience a chance to process what I'm saying. So I don't know if when I do these podcasts I speak too fast. Luckily there's a bit of a slowdown function if it is on the podcast apps. I listen to most of my podcasts at nearly double speed, so it's probably just something I've been attuned to speaking fast and you know when i'm thinking when i'm doing things when i'm dictating or whatever i'm usually racing to keep up with my thoughts so i don't know how i'm going to work on that but i'm going to try and slow down when i'm doing these speeches when i'm doing presentations and things like that and try and work out how i can do it where i do the ad-libbing because i'm visually impaired you know the idea of having notes or anything like that is just going to be too difficult so i need to prepare and i need to know what i'm going to say but then i also need to speak slower so next week, I've got my mum and my brother coming to visit on the Wednesday. I think they're going to stay for a few nights. But apart from that, I don't really know what my plans are. I'll probably start planning the next Ravenglass book. So this is a book called The Sun. I need to refresh my memory on what the card means and start planning out some ideas. My favourite hotel, where I usually go and plan my books, is open again. And because of the weird deal that's going on to try and get people to go and eat out, I'll be able to get some half price coffees. So that'll be good. Looking forward to that. Go and sit, look at the sea, plan my next book. So until next time, cheerio. 